Welcome to the Italian Football Podcast with John Solano, Carlo Garganese and Nima Tuvali. Everybody, welcome back to the Italian Football Podcast and a reaction episode. As always, I am joined by Carlo and Nima, and we are here to unfortunately discuss the tragic passing of Napoli legend, Calcio legend, Diego Maradona. Carlo, Nima, guys, I, I would like to say good evening, but this is this is devastating. It doesn't matter if you watched the city or not the footballing world has lost one of its brightest lights today it doesn't matter what age you are if you were old enough to have the privilege of being able to see maradona during his playing time if you are too young and didn't witness that and you had to resort to youtube videos everyone unilaterally agreed that this guy was one of the best characters one of the most talented individuals that we have ever seen in the sport that we so desperately love so very very heartbreaking as we have to say goodbye to one of the greatest footballers of all time so nima let's start with you how are you feeling i'm devastated um one of my uh heroes um a great human being uh in so many ways i'm i'm a bit of a mess right now to be honest but yeah i'm I'm absolutely heartbroken i'm i'm heartbroken myself this is someone who um i mean you can just see the outpouring of love this is someone who who's loved by by everyone i mean i'm just i'm just going through social media now and you know and the legends of the game that are all saying you know such lovely things you know franco Baresi, we've got Jose Mourinho, um, Christian Vieri, uh, you know. Lothar Matthias was very beautiful um, because they were friends, uh, given that they were rivals, so to speak. I mean, in in his book, um, uh, Matteo speaks of Lothar in his uncharacteristically Maradona way of saying that he was considered almost as good as me, which tells you everything you need to know about how good he was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah Shevchenko Shevchenko we're seeing obviously Boca Juniors his favorite club um you know all the club all clubs I mean he's just somebody that didn't just transcend football clubs he transcended sport and you know everybody knows who, who Maradona is I mean he's he's uh, an absolute legend and you know he's died but you know he is for everything that he's done he's he's immortal um and you know 100 200 300 years time people will still know who he is um so if there's anything to celebrate that's that's what we can celebrate oh, sure. but i think nowhere will he be will this loss be more keenly felt than than in naples because you know what what maradona did in napoli um you know is is the stuff of legend i mean this is a uh, a downtrodden city that's you know ab- abused abused by by the rest of italy um, the whole north versus south divide, you know, a very poor, poor city. Um, and, you know, he took a, a club that had never won anything, um, you know, never won any major titles in their whole history, um, had been like, you know, flirting with relegation the season before he joined. And, you know, he took the team, you know, I don't want to say single-handedly, but, you know, 
he was the man uh, and he dragged that team to to not one Scudetto but two Scudetti took them to a UEFA Cup and he's a god he's become a god there in in Naples it's impossible to understand what he did for Naples um, um how big he is given you you've got fam I mean, your 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 heritage is from there i mean you can understand the you understand better than anyone i'd say and anyone who is from Naples and has family there can understand how the importance of what he did um coming there uh to lift you know winning the scudetto the only team from the south of italy to have ever done that and to and against the establishment the italian establishment which is very powerful uh with the with an industrialized rich north and a south of italy that is left behind basically to its fate and that is has always been true um it's it was definitely true then even more so now but he he gave he he kind of did what what he gave hope to those who should have no hope in a sense that it can be done and i think that that is what that's how he's lived his life because he was one of them you know he came from abject poverty um and he made it to the top through incredible talent of course but also hard work and 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 delivered when it mattered the most in a way that no one probably no one did uh before him uh in that way whilst also remaining true to who he was throughout his entire life yeah exactly from my standpoint the thing i loved most about maradona was love him or hate him he didn't change for anybody the maradona that we saw 20 year 20 25 years ago to the one we saw, I don't know, do an interview two two weeks ago. It was the same guy. He hasn't changed for anybody, and that's so admirable. I think that is also what made you fall in love with him. Obviously, beyond his footballing magic, he, he's somebody that he was. He's the working class hero. He's somebody that you know. You get some that come from poor backgrounds, but once they become famous, they become rich. They, you know, they sell out. You know, the the best example of that is his eternal enemy, Pele who, you know, once he became a famous footballer and rich, he, he, you know, he, 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 he is, you know, he, he hang around with all, with all the, the aristocracy and, and the rich people of society. And he almost forgot the, where he came from, whereas Maradona never did. He never forgot where he came from. And he, and he nothing, there's nothing that he loved more than fighting for a cause. And, and that's why Naples and Maradona went so well together, because, you know, the economic divide, between the south and the rich, uh, the south and the north, and and you know the way that southerners, uh, with Naples being in the south, you know southerners are looked down upon by northerners as being poor and lazy and you know uneducated and unclean, and you know they were branded terroni, which is a, like a derogatory term, basically peasants, you know, they yeah. were called Africans and Arab. Yeah, no, they were, they were exactly, they were very racist undertones, and still is very racist undertones in that term, that they are not real Italians. Hmm. Uh, because uh, you know that they were overrun by Africans and Muslims, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's something that has been said about them for for, for centuries, almost for a century, hmm. if not at least one century. I'm looking at one of the things he said himself was, "Yes, I'm the Che Guevara of football, but do you know why? Because you can talk to me and about me about anything, while other pe- other footballers, you can only talk to them about football." Um, I care about the people and I gave them my word and I know where poverty and war exists and I know where pe- I know where people need food. This is my life and this is what I learned from the street. 
He had a big heart. He had a big heart, and and that showed by how much he's loved. I mean, he's. I mean, obviously in Naples, he's a god, as I said. I mean, you go to any Neapolitan household, any bar, any shop, you know, you'll find a picture of him um, next to San Gennaro. You know, the patron saints, and you know when he was in Naples and when he won that scudetto. You know, everybody named their kid, their child after Maradona. You know, you go around the city. There's murals all over the place. You know the 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 merchandise that's still sold around the city even today of of Maradona replica shirts and and the wigs you know the the Maradona wigs uh, that were massive in the in the in the eighties everyone wanted that that big curly hair you know and he's an absolute legend and the stuff that he did in 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 Naples you, you know you can't quantify it you can't look just at the stats you have to feel it you know. Uh, the memorable goals that he scored, the moments of magic, that that flicked free kick that he scored against Juventus, <laughs> that that was just unbelievable, impudent limp, uh, uh, the lob against Lazio from miles out. I mean, there's so many magical moments, and you know when they won that first Scudetto in 1987, you, you, there was a party in Naples which it went on for weeks. You know, you've never seen anything, never seen anything like it. Um, it's, it's it's unbelievable. You know, they carried coffins of. Of uh, uh, of Juventus, you know, with Juventus flags draped over it, and and um, the, the the most memorable thing I remember the celebrations from from eighty seven was um, some some Napoli fans put put a banner outside outside the the biggest cemetery in the city of Naples, and, and on it they wrote, um, "You don't know what you've missed," <laughs> you know, to to all, to all the dead people. You don't know what you've missed because it was yeah, this was all thanks to Maradona. <laughs> and yeah what he did in Naples was amazing but also Argentina I mean it's it's been said a lot um in terms of hyperbole that he won it on his own but he kind of did win a world cup on his own Argentina were a good team but they were not that good that he took him to that other level single-handedly and he did it throughout his career during a moment in f- football when it's not like now where defensive defending is is as an art form is almost lost because you know, because they've, you know, FIFA and, and all the footballing powers to be have decided to, to, you know, to, 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 to put pressure on, on the beautiful game being beautiful and, and banning tackling and, and coming down hard. Back then, he was assaulted game after game after game, and they couldn't get near him. They would kick him and, and do everything they could, but they couldn't get near him. Today, I think no one is, is, is illustrates this more than Neymar, who is if you go near him, he rolls forever. But that's not how it was with Maradona's time. They they assaulted. Yeah, his leg broken. I mean, Goya Gutierrez yeah. in in Barcelona. They couldn't get near him. They couldn't come near him. Never. And it was absolutely unbelievable what he did. Yeah, I mean that 1986 World Cup. Um, it. I mean, he for me he did win it by himself. But that that Argentina team individually, if you go through it. Very, very average team. Look at the other players. No one else was playing for big European teams. I know football was a little bit different there. Like all the the best South American players didn't necessarily all play in Europe at that time. But even those Argentina players who did then move on to Europe after weren't particularly successful. Not a big teams anyway. Um, it was really Maradona. Jorge Valdano was was a good player. Budachaga was a good player. Ruggeri at the back was a good player, but there was no 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 other top class world class players in that team. It was it was Maradona, um, and you just have to look at what the numbers. I mean, he scored or assisted ten of Argentina's fourteen goals uh, in in that World Cup. He did ninety dribbles in that tournament. That's three times anyone else in the tournament. 
<laughs> I mean, he scored the greatest goal of all time against England. I mean, everyone talks about the hand of God, um, which I'm sure we'll come to in, in a bit. But but the, um, the goal that he scored, the second goal where he, he dribbled past five England players and the goalkeeper. Um, and I mean, that goal is just, you know, it's unbelievable. It was... In the quarterfinal of a World Cup, you know, not in just a, you know, a, uh, you know, not in a Mickey Mouse game. You know, this was, <laughs> you know, the biggest stage, the biggest arena in Mexico, in Azteca. Um, you know, unbelievable. Um, and, you know, what he did, you know, when it mattered, you know, two goals against England in the quarterfinals, two goals to win them the game against Belgium in the semifinals, the winning assist in the final against uh, West Germany, just like with Napoli. I mean, just miracles. Inter just posted something uh, on their Instagram with a picture of Andy Bremer and Maradona, and they said, Ciao, Diego. Every era has a great has, has had great number 10s, but very few have defined an era. Maradona wasn't just a great opponent. He was the greatest of them all. Ciao, Diego. Yeah, and absolutely, and you get that with everyone. You you ask any player, and you, what you've got to remember is, and what, what we haven't mentioned is, not only did Maradona win these two Scudetti, Scudetti with, with, with Napoli, but he did it in a time when the Serie A was not only the best league in the world by a mile, but it was. And we, I mean, we spoke to Thomas Bertold, the former Germany uh, World Cup winner on the Italian Football Podcast last week. You know, and as he said, this was the best league and most competitive league that there's ever been in history. The period that Maradona was playing in, in, in Italy from 1984 to 1991. There's never been a league that has been stronger with the you know every single world-class player, every single best player um, in the world played for you know played in Serie A you know and you had those Andy Bremer was part of the three great world-class Germans at Inter um, you know Milan had the three great Dutchmen you know you had Maradona at Napoli you had Zico at Udinese you had you know Sunes at Sampdoria you had all the world-class players all the best players in Elkiar at Verona all the best they all played in Serie A and, and Maradona still you know he still managed to you know outdo all of them and um, you know, you like you said, Bremer said he's the greatest of all time. Bertold, who we interviewed, said he's the. Best. You ask any player, you know, that played in Serie A, that, that play, they all say that Maradona was the greatest. Every single one of them. There's not a single one that says it's that says it's Messi or says it's Pele or anyone. They, anyone that played in the in Mar- with Mar- with or against Maradona says it. Rude Hullet has said it. Brat Franco Baresi, probably the greatest defender of all time. He says it, Maldini, who you know, who's played against Messi and Maradona. I mean, for me, there's no doubt about it that, that Maradona is 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 the greatest. I couldn't agree more, and I'm glad you brought that up about the leagues because if if no one mentioned it, I was going to bring it up. This is a guy who stood out. This is not the Serie A that we know of today. This was when the Serie A was the crown jewel of world football. Without a doubt, there's nobody like him. Uh, there, he and the and the era you have to understand in that era as well, and. In the 80s and this was before the complete commercialization of football and turning into this money industry it was it was uh, i had a friend of mine who who uh, who was uh was actually a pretty good youth team player he played for malmo F. was teammates with latan ibrahimovic he he sent me a message uh, saying he was the best when football still mattered something um and it, it it still matters something today but it's a different it's a different game than it was back then and it's um it's really really hard to it's really really hard to understand how he meant what he meant i think one good one one good thing to do is probably to read all the books written by john ludden who was on our podcast 
um, talking about it, and also to see the, the the documentary that was made about him based on those books. I think of everything I've ever seen uh, or, or read, nothing comes close to that. No, in my no absolutely. John, John Ludden is, is is his books are, are incredible, um, and some of the stories about about Maradona. I mean, the, the legend of Maradona is not just about his accomplishments accomplishments on the pitch it's it's you know it's off the pitch and some of the great stories I mean we know that you know he had a dark side to him um but he never hid from that you know we know about he had that very well documented you know cocaine problem and there's there's no doubt that 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 will have obviously played a part in probably played a part in you know in his his death I mean I remember when when he he nearly died what was it in 2003 2004 when, when you know he was literally at death's door then, and he was massively overweight, and he had to have emergency operations. I mean, I remember that the, the doctors were saying that even then he had a heart, the heart of an eighty-year-old. You know, back then. So you know, and he was in his like what early forties then. So the fact that he's lived on, yeah. he's lived till, till now, and actually just made sixty. He's only just turned sixty at the end of you know end of last month. Um, you know, is a is a bit of a miracle. You know, he had the he had demons he had trouble you know he had the cocaine problem you know some of the stories I mean John, John Ludden I mean the, we're not glorifying this at all because you know but the story of him doing cocaine in the Pope's bathroom you know when he's meeting cocaine I mean that is just when he's you know that is just Maradona you know and this in the Pope's bathroom I mean he was a rock star wasn't yeah. he I mean he's, yeah. he lived he lived and um, he lived like uh, he took life by the throat and by the by the collar, and he did it. He, he he was not perfect. That's the thing that a lot of people misunderstand when, when when you when you eulogize someone, or or at least for me, I mean, when I eulogize someone, or when I tri- make pay tribute to someone, I I I don't. To me, it's it's the imperfections that are that make them human, that that make them so relatable yeah. and, and beautiful in a way. Because he wasn't perfect. Yeah. He made so many mistakes. Yeah. He had a illegitimate child that he never went that he had a really pro- problematic relationship all through it until the end when they finally made peace. Yeah. But all of that, that makes him human because humans make mistakes. Yeah. And the difference is whether or not you can own up to them. And he owned up to everyone, them. Everyone exactly. does, you know. I mean, there are some of the stories, like shooting at journalists with an air rifle, you know, the, the, feud, <laughs> the, the, feud, with, the feud with Pele was, was, I mean, it was childish, but it was hilarious at the same, at the same time, you know, saying that Pele should go back to the museum and, and you know, all these other stuff, you know, karate kicking uh, athletic Bilbao players in front of the King of Spain, you know, uh, you know, the, the, what, towards the end of his time at Naples, the, I'll never forget when Napoli had a Champions League uh, game an important Champions League do or die game or well, European Cup it was known as them with with Spartak Moscow they had to go fly to Moscow and you know Maradona had been on one of his you know two or three day binges partying um, and you know he didn't turn up um, to to get to catch the plane and they they flew to Moscow the whole Napoli squad without him he, he refused to go and then he finally turned up the night before the game um, on with a private plane uh, but instead of instead of going to join the the rest of the Naples squad at their hotel, he he went and he took a, a midnight tour of the of Lenin's mausoleum 
in in the center of in the center of Moscow, you know, and and uh, Luciano Luciano Moggi was actually at at at, uh, at Napoli at the time, and even and he was the one that kind of eventually got rid of him. Even he was disgusted, and you know, but this is you know this is Maradona. These you know you've got full of these stories of of some of the stuff that that he used to get up to. Is 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 like you said, a rock star, and and is amazing, amazing stories. So many, so many memories. Um, and you know, then you had obviously the links with the Camorra as well. You know, the the friendship with the Giuliano family, who were the big kind of mafia family in the Na- in the, in Naples in the in the nineteen eighties. Um, you know, it's it's an unbelievable story. But at the end of the day, you know, he's somebody that is loved by everyone. I mean, you 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 can't honestly. You go through everyone that played with or against him or has met Maradona and you can count on one hand, you know, sometimes the media, especially in England, they try to create conflict between Maradona. They, you know, they say, oh, he's the druggie. He's the guy that did the, the cheat with the hand of God. You know, he's a bad person. You know, he hangs out with dictators and, you know, they say all this bullshit. And, but, you know, actually when you actually speak to people that met him, people that actually know him, people that, you know, everybody loves him. There's only a, a few bitter people, you know, people like Peter Shilton and, and, you know, that, that actually dislike Maradona. And that's because they don't know him. Everybody that actually knows him loves Maradona. And, and you know, Walter Zenga <laughs> just posted something saying, goodbye, Diego, my friend, we will play many, if we, if we will play many, games and you would still score on me as you always have yeah he certainly did score a lot of goals uh, uh he, he scored one goal that was one of my very first football memories which was a bad football memory for me it was the, the 1990 world cup semi-final uh between italy and argentina in naples and i can't believe we haven't even mentioned this seeing as it's the, one of the biggest moments of the career and you know that that game Italy were the hot favourites, hosting the World Cup, hot favourites to win the whole thing, the whole thing. They had a great, great team in Italian 90. Hadn't conceded a goal until the semi-final. Uh, they were playing against, again, a very poor, average Argentina team, defensive, brutal team, just playing for penalties every game. But they had one great player, Maradona, who was barely fit in that that tournament, Did actually, but that did still manage to produce the moment of the whole tournament where he did this incredible assist to Canija to beat Brazil in the second round. But in the semi-final, it was Italy-Argentina in Naples. And it was incredible how half the, half the stadium didn't know whether to support Argentina or support Italy because that's how much Maradona was loved. And before the game, he, he kind of stirred up the emotions a bit, saying that, you know, rightfully, that, you know, for, for 364 days a year... Um, Naples is not treated as as part of Italy. They're, they're treated, you know, like scum, you know, as we were discussing before. And now you want, you know, now Italy wants you to support them. And, you know, he he, he really got under their skin. He got into their heads. And, and in that game, it did eventually go to penalties. And and, and he scored um, the, 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 the Argentina's last penalty in the shootout. And he, he just rolled it in, sent Zenga the wrong way, rolled it into the net. And... Um, Aldo Serena, uh, another Inter player, missed the, the final kick and Argentina mm. went through to the final. And I remember crying after that. That was one of my very first football memories. I was so young uh, watching that. No, I remember. I remember that. And then the final where, um, against our, our West Germany, as they were called uh, back then. And, and it was pretty. It was a horrible game. And Argentina were not playing football at all. They were 
because that was that, I mean West Germany were probably the best team of that tournament and won won fairly because I mean they 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 were so good and dominant with Matthäus, uh, Müller, Hessler, Liparski, uh, Bremer, Thomas Bertolt who we interviewed, Klinsmann, Föller. That was that Orgenthaler, was a, a goal. yeah, great team. Orgenthaler, yeah, it was, and of course Jurgen Kohler, probably one of the best defenders ever, central defenders ever. Um, so uh, I remember that game, but it wasn't a nice game, and it was uh, it was a game where where Germany were also very careful because they 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 were burnt from four years earlier when Maradona decided the game against them, and they didn't want to lose. And um, Mateus was mark man marking him almost throughout yeah. that game. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, Maradona. I remember him shouting "sons of bitches" in Spanish before before the game, and 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 that was really that was the end of of, of Maradona's time in Italy. Really, then, I mean, he 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 uh, he pissed off the whole establishment so much by by helping beat Italy in that tournament, and obviously going, you know, doing all these things publicly. Uh, that basically it was he was politically not welcome in Italy after that tournament and and the the establishment did everything possible to kick him out and and yeah we can say about his drugs i mean there, there's no doubt when we spoke to John Ludden who's spoken to people there's no doubt that that Maradona was on cocaine throughout his time in Naples and that Napoli they hid drugs tests to stop him being tested positive uh, remember these are not performance enhancing drugs um so they didn't make him play better in fact maradona said many times that he played much worse because of his drug addiction so imagine how good he could have been without but basically that once he started you know he he started to get overweight he 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 wasn't playing as well after the 90 world cup i think naples weren't that fast if they lost him um and you know the cover ups stopped and and eventually you know he passed he failed a uh, a drug test for, for cocaine. He got banned for 18 months. And that was really the beginning of the end of his career. He went to Sevilla. He he went back to Argentina. He played the 94 World Cup. He scored that great goal against Greece, but then failed another drug test. And, and you know, then he went, you know, he went back to Boca Juniors. He played with Rick Elmer, the start of Rick Elmer's career. Um, but, you know, that was the end of it. Um, and then obviously he had the, everything that happened afterwards in the last, you know, 20 years, which was been so much so dramatic and um, he's going to be a great great loss to, to to the football world i couldn't agree more the footballing world has lost again one of its brightest stars one of its living legends so today certainly a dark day again not only in the city uh, but the entire world of football so that is where we are going to leave it everybody as always thank you for listening this was just a very quick reaction to the horrible news obviously we want to pass our long our deepest and sincerest condolences to Metadona's friends and family and those close to him. Obviously a very, very dark day. So that is where we are going to leave it. We will talk to you tomorrow for the interview episode. So until then, bye-bye.